Okay. Good morning, Mr. Boot. Good morning, Rianne, and welcome to this very special episode of the Gareth the Boot podcast. What's so special about it, Gareth? Because we're not in the same room. In fact, we're not even in the same town. This is all done on Zoom. Zoom. We're on the same Zoom room. So this is a really bit, a bit of an experiment, really, but one that I am excited to be trying. And um, you are the guinea pig. GP. GP. Is yep. guinea pig not just one? Is guinea pig one word? I don't think so. Anyway, not it's today, also it's not. not today. Okay, well, it's the first one I'm doing on Zoom, and it's also going to be something a little bit different because I'm going to start doing smaller versions. I don't know what to call them yet. So it could become bite-sized booty. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can think of a name, what we can call these shorter blogs. Uh, sorry, podcasts. I said blogs because I'm also doing blogs as well on my website. I decided to really just start doing smaller, shorter blogs. God, you're productive today. I'm feeling it. Do you know what? This, this, um, this lockdown has been pretty good for me. I have to say it's given me a lot of time to, to think. So I thought what would be interesting to do today was to talk about how this lockdown um, has affected you. And, and more specifically... One thing I know you are doing, which I wanted to talk about, because I think is important, is how you're, you're really taking advantage of this um, hour to go and exercise. Well, you know, I'm saying hour. Your time to exercise every day allowed by the, uh, the government guidelines. Well, I woke up early this morning and I thought I'm going to use a little bit more time. So I went for about, well, it was a bit more than an hour. How far did and you go? Did um, I did four and a half miles. So that's good. That's good. It was very yeah. slow, which is nice. And I, I had a cup of tea. I took a flask of tea with me. You know, it's interesting that when, not so much when I go running, I, do, I very rarely take anything with me. But when I go walking, um, I always have a, or Sue always has a flask of tea. She carries a flask of tea. I carry a flask of water. There you go. Well, I carry both and it was fine. I had enough for everybody. Any snacks? Did you take any snacks with you? I don't eat at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think that getting out on a morning is one of those things at the moment I've started to really, I've really appreciated it. I, for some reason, I've, I wrote this, I don't catch you, that probably one of the only four people that read my blogs. Um, I'm the other three, by the way. Um, very entertaining. Well, it's interesting because I wrote something today which I thought was quite um, significant, which was, I've been running now, as you know, I've been exercising and running regularly for about 18 months now. And in that time, I always enjoy the runs on a weekend better. They always feel different, like I'm meant to be doing it on a weekend. And, on a, and during the week, I, I feel like it's a bit of a luxury or maybe mm. a little bit of something I shouldn't be doing. I should be doing something more productive. should be doing work. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote in the blog. I said I should be doing work. And ironically, since this lockdown started, every morning I've gone out, it's felt like a Sunday or a Saturday. Mm. So there's a much nicer feeling going out at the moment for me which i'm really enjoying and I'm, I'm really interested to see if that'll continue um once the lockdown is um is gone and we're back to normality whatever that that will be so tell us about your your little outing this morning because i did see your pictures on instagram they were beautiful sun just coming up over the top of some hills well it's a very spectacular day here and i'm lucky to live in a very rural place where I can walk outside and it's just countryside, basically. So, you know, that was planned. I am quite quite a country girl at heart. So I make the most of it and I just go off. I try and run or walk every day. 
And if I miss out, I, I do feel it. I feel a bit not quite right. Well, again, something else I wrote, which I think is important, if anybody's listening to this and we are still in lockdown, is you've got to maintain your routines. And for some people, that's, I think, the biggest challenge they're facing right now. It's not, they're not facing the challenge of being in the house. They're, they're facing the challenge that actually a lot of the routine they had has been taken away from them. Mm. If you think about it, you know, yeah. we, we spend, we do spend time at home. We, you know, we're not always out of the house. So really, as far as this lockdown is concerned, it has affected us, especially some business in a big way. But I think because we have no, we have our normal routine has been changed. I think that's what people are feeling. So developing a new routine throughout this, I think is what's going to make people navigate this, this time successfully or not. Yeah. So, so you're going to have your morning as a good routine. So I know where you live. and I know you're only kind of, um, well, literally, I, I, I think I worked it out when we went walking. You're about five minutes away from being away in countryside. Yeah. So are you following a similar path every day? No, I go a different route every day, slightly different. Either, well, yesterday I did the route before going to work, um, but I did it fast because I was quite limited for time. And then today I did it very, very slowly, the same route, and I'd left the sea and spoke to some cows and, yeah, you know, had a little I saw food. the cow, you saw one of them um, big early things. What are they, Highland cattle? Highland cues. Healing cues. That was my best Scottish accent. Yeah, let's not let's not repeat that because I thought you were. I don't know. Healing cues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this thing happens about accents, and they do it with Scottish accents especially. There's like this generic Scottish voice, and it bears no real resemblance to how people actually speak in Scotland. It's a bit like Yorkshire people, <laughs> because what you find is if you go to Scotland, there's some there's some very definitive. Um, accents so mm. for instance people that are from glasgow have a very different way of speaking than the people from edinburgh and if you go further up and you get to place like aberdeen again it's different up there and, and it's the same they have this this kind of comic thing they use on telly this scottish um accent which tends to be more sort of glaswegian in its in its nature same with yorkshire when people do a yorkshire accent they all think we all think we sound like fred truman which is fred a really truman. He, he was a very famous, you don't know what you go, goodness me, Rian. <laughs> he was an incredibly famous um, Yorkshire cricketer. Ah, Fred, they used to call him. But even that, do you know Jeff Boycott? Yeah. Right, well, he's got a very Yorkshire accent. And a lot of those accents are, are, are oh, yeah. kind of from round Barnsley way. Mm. But I found some the other day, I found an old video of me when I was, um, I'd have been 13. And it was a video, I've shared it on my sister's Facebook page, because she's on it, my sister would have been 10 at the time. And my dad had a video camera to, to record me playing cricket. And on it, there's me and my dad and my mum and my granddad and my sister. And, and really? it's, yeah, it's really quite. I mean, I've not put it on Facebook, my Facebook Why page not? yet. Simply because I'm, I'm kind of having a break from posting at the moment. But when I do go back, I might share it. But mm. I sound incredibly broad. I've got a ridiculously broad, broad Yorkshire accent, which I, I would never have guessed. And people often say I sound broad. But anyway, we digress somewhat. Back to your little outing then. So are you pretty much keeping to going out every day? Trying to, yeah, especially when it's nice weather. It's, it's easy to spend hours out. I try and stop myself from going out twice, but I'm not supposed to. So, yeah, I'm very good to sticking to the rules, yeah. And are you, and are you finding anything different about this time when you're out? Because clearly you were exercising and you were doing this 
before anyway. Before the, the lockdown, but does it feel different now you're in lockdown? Does it feel in, does it feel more important? I suppose is what I'm, I'm I'm kind of pushing it towards. Does it feel more important to you to be taking this time now than it did prior to it? No, no, it's got the same importance, but um, I was a little bit hesitant at first about exercising. I kept asking my sister, am I allowed to go out, you know, for a little bit more than an hour? So I don't think they're going to be, you know, I don't think I'm committing any kind of crime or anything by being out, like, you know, an hour and 10 minutes or something. So. I don't think you I think I think what people are or what the government are trying to avoid is that these people going out in mass groups groups well I go out on my own I don't see well them. I mean you, you must have seen the news the weekend as we went into lockdown of people it was the busiest day on Snowden in living memory yep everybody went to Wales everybody went to where else well they, they went to Wales there was a lot of people around uh, the east coast places like Cleethorpes and Scarborough and things like that and I think there were people certainly flaunting it in, in the, the Lake District. I think for me, what, what became clear about that was when they started, I don't think people really understood how important it was to, to follow the rules. It's almost like the rules didn't matter to them, mm. which is what happened really when the, the, the amount of food started to disappear. We had this mm. thing that all of a sudden, mice was more important than, than the rules. You know, the rules were just be sensible. There'll be plenty of food, but some mm. people didn't listen. So, I, I mean, I think for me, and, and this is really what I wanted this podcast to be about today, although it's going to be a short one, one of these uh, bite-sized booties. Bite-sized? No, that sounds bad, because the Americans call a bottom a booty. Your bottom is not bite-sized. I, well, I don't know. Not unless you've got a big mouth. <laughs> but this short one is really, I wanted to talk about the importance of people getting out. It's something I want to really try to ram home with people, is you must take advantage of this time you are allocated to go out. Because I think if you don't, you're missing a trick. Because I was trying to imagine what it must be like if you have to stay in your house all the time. Now, I know some people that I'll be forced upon. You know, some people are more elderly. Mm. They can't get out as easily. Um, but for those people that out of choice are just staying in the house and watching telly and eating too much, this has got the potential not just to affect you mentally, but affect you physically. I mean, I just wonder how many people are going to leave this, this coronavirus situation a lot heavier and more miserable than when it started. Well, the opposite could be true. People could, you know, pick up exercise and decide they really enjoy it and stick to I it. I like that, Ryan. That's like an optimistic way of looking at it. I think some will. I mean, the one thing I've noticed, you can always, I always judge people that are out exercising and what they're wearing. And yesterday when we were coming back from our run in the morning, because I've started to run with Sue every day, which is, I've never run with Sue much. You know, we walk together all the time. But as far as running, that was a very solitary thing for me. So it was quite strange to let somebody come in on my running space. But I quite enjoyed it. And mm -hmm. yesterday, coming back, we followed the same route every day. We were coming down the hill towards his house. And there was a couple coming up. And this lad had three-quarter length jeans on um, that were right baggy. Some form of, uh, I think it was um, an ice hockey top. And then sort of limping behind him was clearly his girlfriend um, wearing kind of, Converse and and some kind of the top. You can clearly see they never they've never run in their life. They weren't certainly dressed for the occasion. I'm not knocking that. I think that's really good. You can see that. But then I'm also seeing the people out that are, that are actually there's almost like there's the runners that, that, that I always see. They're still mm. going out. You still see mm. them. There's the ones that have never run before. And there's something else I've noticed, which is some rather bulky gentlemen. And I saw a woman yesterday as well who could have been classed as bulky. 
Um, I don't mean overweight, I mean bulky, as in big, that were clearly exercising because the gym is shut. Yeah. And they run in a completely different way around. They kind of grunt as they go along. (laughs) And they don't look particularly comfortable, I've got to say. They look very mobile. Wow, okay. So, so, so you're, you're doing it. So, would you say that you, you, you are now when you go out predominantly running or jolking, as we call it now? We'll explain jolking in a minute. Mm-hmm. Or, so, you're running or, or you're, you're more walking. What, what do you think you're doing most of at the moment? Because you kind of, both of us, we both have this thing where we, we walk and we run. Yes. So, would you say that at the moment you're doing more walking than running or more running than walking? Well, yesterday was a run day then today was a walk day tomorrow will be a run day so and then i try and do some strengthening exercises as well so i i didn't do my uh, core yesterday because it's just i find it very hard and so i do tend to lose it but i'll do that today and then so yesterday was more running but i won't run uphill i don't see the point you have to I have, a, I have a, here. well i have a rule with the hills and and what i do is i tend to I always tend to walk up the hills or go slower up the hills. Mm. I always try to take advantage of the downhills by going as quick as I can. Yeah. And then on the flat, I tend to, you know, keep to a steady pace. Mm. But what I've noticed, and you might start to notice this, when you do that for a period of time, eventually you start to be able to take a bit of the hill on. As in, I might say, because obviously an hill starts and it finishes. So I tend to find I go from the flat to the hill and I've started now to go a little bit further every time up the hill. Mm. Just to push myself a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Because the ba- how, how tired you are and how your energy is. And all that well, stuff. I think a lot depends on how you feel. I mean, we were always saying that this morning that you shouldn't really, if you go out with the intention of doing a fast time, that's never worked for me. I tend to go out with the intention of saying, I want to push myself today just above comfort zone, mm. but do it within a way that your body feels it's capable of today. Yeah. And, and there's no rhyme or reason behind it. I mean, at one time I thought it was whenever I had rice, I could run faster. <laughs> I did. And, and I found that when I had, um, like, I didn't eat, I had potatoes, I was sluggish. I had these ideas. What I found now is you've got to have that trust in your own body to, to find the flow. Well, the funny thing is, I think yesterday was one of my fastest runs. Of, yeah, and I had so much chocolate the night before, so there you go. You know. <clears throat> Let's not be advocating <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> As a means to get quicker running. That's not Easter the way this needs to go. Be precise. Jolkin, anyway, because you're one of the only people I've shared the jolkin concept with. So jolkin, for anybody listening. About jolking, I'll tell you about jolkin, right? What I worked out when I started to run was a lot of what people were saying didn't make sense. So you start off and if you watch, if there's a lot of apps available at the moment and information online for doing something called couch to 5K. Mm. Basically from adult run, so I can run 5K, three miles. And I followed one of these last year and I found it quite difficult because it didn't seem to, to work for me. And I found that when I first did it, 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 it long story short, it made me, it, it injured me because I wasn't really at the standard. I wasn't, all, I, it, it shouldn't have said couch to 5k. It should have said bed to 5k. Cause if we assume, <laughs> if we assume that you have to, you're at a certain level to be sat on a couch. I probably wasn't even at the level to be, I should have done something to couch, never mind couch to 5k. Okay, yeah. And then I started to find something that worked for me, which was my general way of exercising and, and what suits me is to go quickly and slowly, quick, so more like high intensity training. Hmm. 
So when I can, when I run quickly, I can run quick, but I can't run quick for long. Mm. So I started running, and then when I got, I felt like my body was needed a rest. I didn't stop and puff and pant, which is what the five k thing made me do. The five, the carriage to five k. I started to just walk, so I, I went quicker, and then I slowed down and walked. And I found the walking, I got my breath back. I found it easier, and I found this mm. mixture of if you like jogging and walking, and it really worked for me. It allowed me to cover some distances of. 15, 16, 18 miles. So yeah. I thought, well, it's a cross between jogging and walking. And I thought, there must be a name for that. So I thought, jolking. And then I, I actually Googled it and I found that it was a word that people have used. It's not somebody anybody's made a big deal out of. It's just almost like a jokey, jokey term. Mm. So last year I bought the URL with the intention of trying to promote this concept of jolking because I think this is why I've managed to maintain a running habit of almost daily running for 18 months, not quite 18 months, 12 months daily running, not getting injured because I mix the jogging and the walking together. Yeah, because if you run solid, it's not good for your body, is it? Not good for your knees, your back. And, you well, well, running itself smashes your body. I mean, that's a fact. You've mm. only got to look at people who have run for any length of time and they do get very badly injured um, yeah. over time. So this was a way of me trying to do two things. One was give myself longevity. And also just enjoy it more. And I find I enjoy that. And if you recall, I remember once taking you out when you came across and visited one day and we went on the canal. We did 10 miles. But we did 10 miles by mixing in a bit of running and jogging with walking. So in effect, you know, that, that was jolking in practice. And you did 10 mm -hmm. miles. You'd never done 10 miles before. And how happy you were at the end of it, elated. <laughs> I couldn't believe I'd done that distance, actually. Yeah. I think you're a great example. This is why I get you on this this podcast as as much as I do because, as far as I'm concerned, you are a almost a poster child of, of how people should get into exercise. You're quite a tenacious little character anyway, but the fact that you have stuck to this and you've trusted the process, you know, sometimes you take a bit of jogging on, but I think the fact that you have now found something that works for you that clearly you'll enjoy it, mm. that clearly is good for you physically and mentally. Yeah. Sometimes I don't enjoy it at the time, you know, but the feeling afterwards is always worth it because I don't like feeling out of breath and I get quite panicky sometimes. So, but if I can, you know, knowing that I don't have to run solid, I can manage that. It's good. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I've started to do. You, you may be able to try this because I think it's, it's worked really well with Sue because Sue's not, she's, she's quite fit, but she's not the best. She doesn't like running, I suppose, mm. is the, the long and the short of it all. And what we tend to do, maybe different from where you are because um, you don't run on streets like we do. You run in more in the hills and on tracks. But I find something in the distance, not too far away, maybe, um, maybe 100 metres, 150 metres down, down the road. Mm. And then I'll say, right, well, just jog to that point. So what it does, it gives you actually something in your mind you can concentrate on and focus on. Say, so I'll get to there, then, I'm gonna, then we're going to stop or, yeah. or walk. So we run yeah. to that point, then we walk. And th this I'm finding is, is really bringing Sue on, and it's actually bringing me on. It's something I've done because of Sue, but it's a good realisation. So you could do that when you're out. Just pick a right. point on, on the distance. Look, I'm just going to get to the end of this. Get this. to the lamppost. I yeah, all that. that. And, and I, I think... Used to, I used to do it and not get there, so I stopped doing it, but I've started doing it again now because I'm a bit... Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, I, I was looking back at my early times when I first started running back in... September 2018 and if I'm honest the times were were quite slow you know there were there were 16 17 minutes a mile um, and I'm walking at that speed now so everything's got quicker 
It's just you don't sometimes see it. Mm. But because I get a chance to see you reasonably regularly, and I certainly connect with you regularly, I've seen how you've got a lot fitter. You, you, yeah. you've, you've improved. Your times on Strava are improving. Yeah. And again, I think one other thing, if you are interested in doing some form of exercise, especially if it's walking or running or jolking, you should really get onto Strava because I think it's a great motivating tool just to see all your miles top up over the course of a period of time. Exactly. And if you set yourself the, the um, what do you call it, a goal of getting to, okay, I want to get to so and so many miles today, then it does give you something to wake up for. And it sounds stupid, but it really works for me. I think the, the old beauty of having, a, having something, it's called accountability. You know, you have a bit of accountability with me because, you know, if you didn't run or walk for a few days, I'd be asking you why. Mm. But Strava also gives you a little bit of a community to work. Even if the community is only you and two or three other people, um, it just gives you that chance that sometimes when you're not feeling it, I'll say, oh, Rianne's been out. I've got to go out. Or yeah. I've got, there's, I follow about 17 people on this. It's not massive. And it's a way of having some element of connection, interaction away from, the normal social media so there's no kind of um temptation to spend days and hours scrolling through it because you can't you, you know mm. you, there's only so many going every day because i only follow so many people but i think strava is wonderful so if you're listening to this and you want to start to use strava it's a free app they do have a paid version you can get which i've got to be honest unless you're a serious athlete i don't think you need you don't even need a watch to do it you don't even need a gps watch because it does everything for you it will map it's your route yeah it's not that accurate but it's accurate it's it? accurate enough so I think it's really interesting how these things now, like doing this on Zoom, um, using Strava, this technology is good. It's allowing us to become more efficient at what we're doing in these difficult times. And I think it will be interesting to look back and see how many people you're right who have decided to do this, um, yeah, walking and, and exercise and keep it going. And I think, you know, Joe Wicks, the guy online who's doing the, the, the exercise and the fitness, you know, he's really uh, become popular. Because they can't leave the home and the kids doing it and families doing it. Yep. So I, I do hope that at the end of this, more people do stick with this exercise regime. Not because I'm kind of a, a running bug, a buff or a running lunatic. It's because I know the importance of people's well-being. And, mm. and if, you, if you keep your body physically well, it helps your mind. Yeah, exactly. Of course it does. But, you know, how many people have that sort of discipline to get up a little bit earlier? You know, people got busy lives, families and stuff. It's take Okay, take, right. Well I think the thirty one days helps with stuff like that. What you know, thirty one days. There's something about thirty one days which is quite significant. It's it takes us about that amount of time to build a habit. Mm. Is what they say. If you do something for, for for thirty days it becomes a bit of a habit. So if you can manage to exercise for thirty days straight and I've never managed to do that, I've always had one day off at least a month. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Some sometimes that's been intentionally. Um, other times it's simply how it's fallen. Um, I was a bit annoyed this year because I, I missed the day in January, the second of January. I missed because I was visiting my family. It's interesting what you say that about people have busy lives. This is true, but we always seem to find time to do stuff that's important to us. Yeah. So these people who got busy lives. I've got time to run. Can still manage to watch EastEnders. They can still manage to watch Sky TV. They can still manage to go out to a pub. I think what you've got to do is you've got to prioritise your, your, your well-being now. And it doesn't have to be jolking or running. It can just be walking or getting outside. But yeah. this morning, I have to say, we, we had the day off on Sunday. We took Easter Sunday off uh, 
we kind of said we were going to go out later in the day and the weather deteriorated and it just it was clear we weren't up for it and mm. sue wasn't really up for it that day I, I i was more up for it than her but even i thought a bit of a morning off sounds nice but you have to prioritize it it has to become part of this routine and one thing i thought I want to talk to you about today because I think you can, I'm at your evidence in this now is since this coronavirus has started, you have got into a routine. You know, you've got the challenge of not just the, the, the lack of isolation going out, but also you live by yourself. So that's important. You keep your mindset right. And yep. I see, I think your running's done that. You just seem to be bright as a bobbin most days. And yeah. I, I put a lot of that down to what you, you are doing physically. Mm. And now you're a key yeah. worker. Yeah, Monday, Monday to Wednesday. So it's important that I'm really lucky in a way with that, that I've got somewhere to go out to, you know, and a valid reason to go. But you know, also, if you think about it, you're, 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 more in, you're more at risk from the coronavirus because you are with people on a regular basis. But yeah. I think the reason, again, you're staying healthy is because you've got, because of your running, as well as keeping you mentally and physically well, it's boosting the immune system. And my diet. Yeah, I'm very careful about what I eat. I had a bit of a blip this weekend. I'm supposed to be on a month off sugar, but I'll p I've picked it up again. But it was Easter. I forgot about Easter. So. Okay, I forget about Easter. You've got to get a bit chalky over this. I had, half a, I had half an egg last night. Half an egg? Half an egg. Oh, well, it was a Cadbury's half egg. Half egg. <laughs> <With that. laughs> what was this big? Very nice. Well, listen, now this is the first of these. You know, you've always been very good at supplying me in this stuff, which I've always appreciated. So yeah. we'll see how this looks or sounds when we put it onto um, the, the podcast channel. And we'll see what it sounds or looks like when we go onto YouTube. Because you were panicking. Oh, don't put it up because I've got no makeup on. I look dreadful. Uh, you, look like, you look like it. Well, for the next one, you can put lipstick on. Okay. If you feel the need. Um, I won't be joining in that, I'm afraid. Um, Why not? I, I, stopped wearing, I stopped wearing lipstick in the 80s. Ask Sue for some licorice. No, 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 I'm, um, <laughs> I don't mind occasionally um, de de delving into my feminine side, but to start wearing lipstick, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not that, uh, I'm not that enlightened I'm okay. at the moment. I'm not at the moment. So anyway, well done on your running. Thank you for coming on this. Enjoy, your, enjoy your shift. Yeah, I will. And um, I'll be looking forward to seeing your activity on Strava tomorrow morning. Okay, thank you for listening, everybody. If you don't already subscribe, please consider doing so. And until the next podcast, take care.